All right. Good evening, everyone. Friday, <laughs> September 9th, 2022. Did not be, uh, expect to be doing a podcast at this time of night, time of day. We got UFC 279 tomorrow. Crazy day. Just absolutely crazy, guys. Just unbelievable day. So many changes to the card. Never seen a day like this. Like, we've had fights canceled, but I don't remember last time like, we've had three of the top fights on the card switched around like this. Just absolutely insane. So, we're going to talk about these new fights. Marcel's going to join me in a second. He's, he's just uh, going to come in, in a sec, guys. But just an absolutely crazy day. I want to get some comments in the chat. You guys tell me what you're thinking. I mean, this is this is fucking crazy, right? Like, we've never had a day. This is unprecedented, in my opinion. Um, I was thinking about, like, have we had an instance where, like, a main event falls off like this, you know? It's it's very rare. I was tweeting about today. There was a few instances that I thought about. The one was TJ Dillashaw when he fought Joe Soto. That was really short notice. Hernan Brow pulled out like the day before I think and then Soto came in and filled on short notice that was a title fight this doesn't have a title fight in this card but you still have some big names and then the other uh instance I was thinking about was there was supposed to be a UFC pay-per-view a few years ago um between it was in 2016 between Cain Velasquez and Fabricio Verdum the rematch Cain pulled out like a week before the fight and I believe Stipe stepped in in short notice but then Verdum also pulled out so that fight got canceled, but instead of canceling the card, the UFC turned it into a fight night card, which was headlined by Steven Thompson and uh, uh, Johnny Hendricks. So like, and but again, you know, that was like a week notice the UFC had. So they had time to like change things up. Today was crazy. Today was fucking insane. Just an absolutely wacky, wild day, guys. Like, I can't believe what happened. So let me get some comments here. Marcel's going to join us in a second. Joe, how's it going, man? Just absolutely insane day. By the way, Joe, I saw some tweets, man. I hope you're feeling better, dude. I saw you were in the hospital or something. Hope you feel better, buddy. JPH, thanks for the emergency podcast, guys. No, no problem, man. I hit up Marcel like literally an hour. I was literally at Walmart doing my uh, the week our weekly shopping, guys, for like food and diapers and stuff. And uh, I just hit up Marcel because I had people messaging me on Twitter saying, yo, guys, like, let's do a podcast. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. Again, wasn't planning on doing it, but because of everything that happened, I, I think it's a good idea to do it. So let me just check on Marcel here. He'll be on in a second. Um, get some other comments. Kevin, what's up, man? How's it going? Glad to have you here. Where Max missed versus Khabib. Yeah, that was another instance. That whole card, right? The one with Connor with the Dolly and stuff. That was another kind of crazy time. Fights fall off that card. You know what? I got to be honest with you guys. I had a bad feeling something would happen last night with that whole shenanigans backstage. The push kick thing with, with uh, Jemayev, I was like, man, I hope no one gets injured. I know it's just a, just a kick and these guys are tough, but like you never know, right? And then, of course, uh, our boy Alex Bahunin, I don't know if he's going to be in the chat today, but, like, he tweeted something out last night saying, I think this should be the card instead. The guy's a fucking soothsayer, guys. That's what the card turned into. So three new fights, just absolutely insane. Um, what's going on here, Joe? You, you don't like Jermayev. We're going to talk about him as well. Just just crazy, man. I mean, just crazy. Antoine, what's up, man? Yeah, we're going to talk about the new fights. We've got three new fights to talk about. we got some guys missing weight on this card, too. Heavyweight missing weight. Pretty nuts. JPH conspiracy theory. The UFC no cams that was going to miss weight, fake all the backstage stuff. I think it's a better card. I think it's the fights are better. The problem is for me, um, JPH is that for me, the problem is these guys didn't have the chance to like prepare for these opponents specifically, like they would have had they the full camp. That's the one problem I have. Obviously, Tony's fighting on a fight in a five-round fight in Holland when they were chained for three-round fights. So that's an issue. But I do think the new fights are better. I think they're more competitive for the most part, right? Got Joe in the chat. We got Wani in the chat. No, Marcel's coming in a sec. It, think about it. For him, it's let me check what time it is. Netherlands time. Time is right now. It's two in the morning for Marcel. So let's give him a break. Or he he just uh just had to use the little boys' room, but he'll come back. Joe, I hope you feel better, dude. Kidney stones are no joke. Uh, hype, what's up, man? Glad to have you here, buddy. Tristan, what's up, man? Ha glad to have you here. Chamayev, can you finish him? I mean, I think it's definitely possible. We'll talk about him in a sec. Chamayev's on a different level. He, he absolutely is. Uh Tori Scare Holland getting back up. Okay. In terms of 1 to 10, how you see the card now? I think it's good. I think it's like an 8 out of 10, I would say. Probably an 8. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, the Shiesel thing is, is definitely interesting, too. So we'll talk about that as well. She was complaining all week about, you know, featherweights. People don't want to watch women's featherweights because girls 145 pounds are too big. I don't agree with that at all. Like, if a girl's 145 pounds, to me, that's, like, normal. Like, I don't think that's too big by any means, you know? So, especially uh, uh, Marcel again. I think I know what he's up to. Um, he'll be back in a sec, guys. But yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna talk about these fights. So, you know, let's talk about uh, before before I get into the to the new fights. How about we talk about the weight misses? Oh, here he is. He's actually right here, guys. Perfect. There he is, Marcel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Sorry, man. I, I thought it was done. You know, I was completely. Whoop. So, Don't worry. Yeah. Um, 
fucking crazy day, right? Just insane. Yeah. I was telling Tell these guys, I remember a day, like, like, I guess the closest, like, with this shenanigans would be, like, the Connor Bustons to me, right? That would be kind of, like, the same, like, level. But this might be even more extreme, right? Like, we've never had a card where the top three fights get shuffled, Marcel. We got a bunch of people in chat saying hi to you. So, remember, it's two it's in the morning. Right now, so, credit to this guy for uh, sticking around. Marcel, I've been, I've been, we've been messaging back and forth all day. Like, just give me your thoughts overall on like what happened. This is pretty fucking nuts, right? I mean, what can you say, right? I mean, um, uh, I, I saw like um, people saying Chimaev might be off, off, uh, off, off weight. His weight was too high. I was like, oh, let's see, maybe, maybe not. And then you see it everywhere, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, I wonder how much he is. And then he comes out at like fucking. How was it? One one seventy eight point one seventy eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like crazy, you know. I, I immediately knew that Diaz wasn't going to take the fight if he made weight. And Diaz made weight, so I think everybody knew Diaz wasn't going to accept the fight. Definitely yeah. not against Kamzat, you know, and uh, rightly so, I think. So uh, immediately, people said like, if Tony makes the weight, do Diaz against Tony, which makes a lot of sense, you know. At the same time, I'm wondering like. Uh, with Lee Jingliang and D-Rod being like, uh, D-Rod weighing at 179.5, I think, and Lee Jingliang weighing at 170.5. 179, D-Rod weighed in, actually. So Who, who did? D-Rod. He weighed in. D-Rod, yeah, yeah. Uh, 179. What, what did Lee? Did Lee go 171, right, for Lee? I thought 170.5. Oh, was it 170? Maybe, okay. maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm off. Maybe um, I'm that, but it doesn't matter because it's a catchweight. It's not a middleweight fight. Because if it was middleweight, true. he would have had to have been 171. I think that's the... The, uh, the lowest. Let me double check on that. So yeah, the, yeah, one seventy and a half. That's where they could do a hundred eighty pound catch weight. Um, so, but yeah, what ahead. I've heard is like it's. I don't know if it's still the case, but it was when it wasn't done yet. It was like it's at one hundred and eighty pounds, but D Rod has to weigh in tomorrow at one eighty five. That's what I've heard, you know. But nothing has been said. Oh, really, you heard that? Eh? I mean, that's only yeah. like six more pounds. Like that's yeah, that's old. impossible. Because it's not very fair to him. D you know what I mean? He was already dehydrating as well. He was supposed to fight Kevin Holland, and he made weight. So he was back eating, you know, and he was drinking again. He didn't expect this. So uh, I, I think that they, they probably didn't do that, and I would have been fucked up as well, you know. And on the other hand, we got to give a huge shout-out to Lee Jing Liang for taking that fight. Yeah, like, like Tristan said, he did get screwed. He was the one guy who got really screwed, yeah. I think, under this personally. There's just so much to unpack, Marcel. There really is. And there was a couple other guys in this way, too, so we're going to talk about those guys as well. Just and a the, fucking crazy day. I mean, I, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and they saved with a, another catchweight on the main card with the ladies. Because so we have three catchweights on the, or four catchweights, right? Six catchweights in total. There's six catchweight fights? You got, uh, let me see. Oh my God. You got uh, Hakim Dawudu against Arosa. Hakim oh, yes, yes. Barnett Collier. Yep. Barnett Misweight. You got Almeida against Turkal. That's yep. three. So, and then uh, D R uh, uh, Chimaev against Holland, obviously. Yeah. D Rod against Ling G Li Jing Liang, and we got Aldana against Shea Song. So yeah. Six. I mean, <laughs> that's just insane. So there's just so much to talk about. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. I, I've never seen this before. Joe, I bet Leach got a new deal. I mean, I, I I'd hope that he got more money. I mean, I think they. Would, I would assume these guys got more money, like for doing. They saved the card. They saved the fucking card. I'm going to start. Let me, let me, we're going to talk about all the fights. We're going to break them down. Okay. I want to say this, though. I want to start off with this. Hamza is an asshole for what he did today for missing weight, sticking his finger up at the crowd, sticking his finger up at the media, calling the, the crowd motherfuckers. I understand he's playing the heel role, but the guy missed weight. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with Marcel. He is an amazing fighter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I think he can be a champion in the UFC. Even at 185, he can be a champ, but I think he's a total asshole. That's my opinion. I don't know what you think, man. What's your personal thoughts on this guy? Because honestly, I think his personality sucks, and I just I don't I, like I like watching him fight guys. He's a dominant fighter, but I didn't like his personality already. And then today he took it to another level, in my opinion, by being such a dick to everyone after missing weight and almost screwing over the card. He the card could have been canceled, guys. It could have been canceled, honestly. Marcel, just give me your honest thoughts on the on the guy. Just your honest thoughts. My honest thoughts. Listen, man. You know I'm I'm a big fan of the way he fights. You know, but what he did today, you know, and the thing is, it bothered me when he weighed in and he was already laughing. You know, I, I mean, know like, he didn't dude, even care, right? He didn't yeah, even care. You, and the thing is, if you're uh, if the UFC treats you like the next big superstar, you kind of feel like you can do come come away with everything. You know what I mean? He thinks yeah. he can can do everything, and as long as Dana doesn't do anything about it, he kind of gets away with it because yeah. right now he's still on the card and he's fighting uh, Kevin Holland. So. Uh, 
I don't know what they're going to do with. Uh, I probably think he gets, he gets paid. He probably gets fined with, uh, with whatever. But actually, there's a new fine. There's a catch rate now. So Apparently, he's not fine. I'm looking at MA Junkie. They said that Kamayev. So Dewado got fined thirty percent, and Barnett yeah. lost twenty. But Tremayev mm-hmm. wasn't fined because it's a new fight. So I mean, that's that shows that he's already got some privilege, right? He got the Dana White mm-hmm. privilege, as we say. Yeah. I'm not doubting he's a great fighter, guys. I think he's phenomenal. Sure. And again, I think he could have been the champ at one seventy. After this, though, I, I I don't think he fights at one seventy again. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think they can even risk it. You know what I mean? Well, we can say Edwards against uh, Usman three is confirmed. Oh, now, that's right? happening. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to think about oh, what happens if Tremayev wins in dominant fashion? I I, I don't know. They get some comments there until it ruined him. I don't know about that. I didn't like that tweet either. I, I didn't like that tweet today, Marcel. Yeah, bad, post- bad timing. <laughs> terrible timing. I I just don't like the guy's personality. Again, I think he's a phenomenal fighter. I just mm-hmm. I don't like his personality. I think his fans are very like they forgive him for so much shit that he does. They don't even care. Um, tomorrow, dollar store shaft. I don't know about that, but the, the, good. Thing, go the thing is, like, if he badly missed weight and he came out and he was like, "Listen, guys, doesn't that happen? I'm sorry, it's a horrible miss." And uh, yeah, but but the way he, he 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 pretty much doubled down on it or whatever. Yeah, he conducted himself just... like a dick. Straight yeah, up. I don't understand it, you know. Uh, he came on and said, listen, guys, I had problems cutting weight. I'm really sorry yeah. to miss weight. Like, what are we going to say? Like, we're going to sit here and shit on the guy? No. I mean, it happens. Guys miss weight all the time. It happens, mm-hmm. like, every couple cards someone miss weight. And But what happens when they miss weight? They usually come and put a statement on Instagram saying, hey, I had a bad weight cut or something went wrong. This guy wasn't like that. He's blaming other people saying, oh, the doctor told me to stop cutting. They told you to stop cutting because you couldn't cut anymore, dude. I don't but, like that excuse for so that happens to a lot of fighters. The doctor said you can't cut anymore. Why is he agree, getting extra the, privilege from it? Go ahead. Did, did you saw the official press release from the UFC? What they said? I didn't uh, see it. Wait, I, I saw it, but I didn't read it. I, what did it say? Here, here it goes. Due to recommendation from the UFC medical team, Kamsa Chimaev was advised to stop cutting weight due to weight cut management issues. So they're already backing him up. You know yeah, what I mean? Hundred percent, they are. And that's their. Listen, I get it from the company perspective. That's your guy. I'm just saying from a fan perspective, Marcel. From a, you know, I just think the guy just. Didn't really care about the other people in the car, and he didn't care. I mean, li- listen, the car, something could have happened last night with that fight backstage or whatever. By the way, I didn't give a fuck, flying fuck about that backstage skirmish. I know you didn't either. I know you didn't either, man. You know, you see all these big name journalists tweeting about it, saying, oh, there's a big fight backstage. I could fucking care less. I'm not there. I can't see that fight. I want to see the fight on Saturday night. If <laughs> these fights are canceled because of that, we're going to be so fucking angry, Marcel. We're not backstage. What do we care if some guy kicks someone backstage? I want to yeah. see the fight. Let's get some more comments uh, here, guys. Sorry. I'm fired the fuck up, guys. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Friday night, I'm fired up. Let's fucking go. Tomorrow, I tweeted the, the meme. I didn't like the meme either. It's just really bad time, like Marcel said. What do you I think Hamzat does? UFC does with Hamzat. I think it was the one he one, ahead, one more thing before you go out with the questions. How badly was this going to go if the UFC didn't put that catchweight bout between Holland and Rodriguez on this card? You know what I mean? Because now they could switch a few fights because that was a 180-pound fight. And they could even... Listen, if Holland didn't want to fight Chimaev, they could have put Rodriguez against Chimaev. You know what I mean? And still keep it on the card. If that was a 170 170-pound fight, fight as well, it maybe would have been fucked completely, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I know. You're right. They got lucky with that. There's yeah. a lot of conspiracy theorists out there saying like this was planned by the UFC to create the drama like and get more hype. I don't know about that. I don't think they would have did it like this. It's just too too crazy for, in my opinion, Marcel. Get some more comments, guys. Then we'll, we'll get into the fights in a second. Um, Wonder Boy regrets not being in this card. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, he couldn't take in the fight. Danny Rage just to give Blah Mahal a title shot. No, I don't think so. Tomorrow's an idiot isn't smart enough to play a corny character. And then, uh, what's his name? Tristan saying he speaks three languages. I mean, that does take a talent. I, I speak three languages as well, but I'm an idiot as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lie about Higlin. It's a lie about him being told to stop cutting the night before. Why would he wait two hours to weigh in if true? I, I agree with Glenn. It's a it's it's not true. I don't agree with it. Um, hey, R, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean, like the drama, the drama from today. I don't mind talking about, but the thing from backstage, I didn't care. About, I literally didn't care about that because it just I mean, seemed weird to me. Like you, I didn't. I wasn't there. I didn't the, see it. Go ahead. The thing is, like, listen. If there was an actual news, the news was that there was a backstage like kind of a brawl with Kevin Holland and uh, Chimaev and Tiki got involved. They tried to separate them, and then the Diaz clan got involved. But that's yeah. all we know. We didn't get anything else. You yeah. know, we haven't seen video. No video footage either. No. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much all we know. And I know the exact same thing that I knew 24 hours ago. So, I, and everybody's going crazy about it. I mean, 
yeah, I understand that Dana maybe was like, we're not going to do the press conference with Nate Diaz bringing his 40-man 40 40-man 40 group here. And a lot of fighters, I think Gilbert Melendez was there, Jake Shields, uh, Yancy Medeiros. So I can't understand that. But we didn't. We still don't know exactly what happened, you know. And we saw. I saw a small clip, but it was just a lot of people running, and you saw Nate Diaz like like he always stands like this. But that was it. So, yeah. Let's get some more comments, and we're gonna break down these fights, guys. Um, <laughs> thanks, Joe. JPH. Toron, what's up, man? It's a blessing and a curse for fans that not to make weight because now we get first in Diaz, who really gave who I agree. I mean, it's a better fight. There's no doubt. I just wish the guys got a full camp prepare for each other. That's all I'm saying. It's still it's a better fight. It is a better fight, right? It's a more competitive fight. I think, anyways, it should be. Holland fought for five rounds, thinking getting away in the fourth and fifth king last night. We'll talk about that fight in a few minutes. Holland was talking about about Chamaya. He was for sure. And Chamaya talks to everyone too. I don't mind shit talking at Tristan. I actually don't, I don't care. I mean, if they're talking shit to you, that's part of the sport. My problem, Tristan, is he stuck his finger out the media after he missed weight, and then he stuck his finger at the fans today after they booed him after he missed weight. I just think that's really disrespectful. That's all I'm saying, Marcel. You know, I, that's my opinion. But, uh, anyways, you guys disagree. That's fair. Oh, he, he, he expected some cheers from the crowd. I knew they were going to boo him, dude. So yeah. that stage, it doesn't matter to, to most, but to the fans, it's a time and effort. To, it's a piss take. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the fight got canceled, guys. Like, just. Uh, <laughs> they made it a fight night at the Apex, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Well, maybe, but the thing was, like, there's always college football on tomorrow night. So, like, would they even have the TV ability to do that? They might have had to go on Fight Pass. They might have had to push the card back. We've had cards canceled. Remember John Jones when he turned down Chael Sonnen, right? That car, or remember on short notice, that card got canceled. What? Marcel, all those fights got pushed to other cards. There's that Singapore yeah. card that one time they got canceled too. Remember? Yeah, well, Lamas against PJ Penn. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the UFC. You remember that, that was UFC 151 that uh, Dan Henderson, John Jones won. Yeah. But the UFC had as a co-main event, Jake Allenberg against Jay Heron. You know, know what I mean? So they they don't learn from these things. And maybe now I they know. had um, they have more name value on the card, but still it was a, was not a big huge card with not a title fight on it. You know, and you had actually comes out against Diaz was the fight uh, you wanted to have this. You have to sell tickets for. You added Tony very late against Lee Jingliang, a yep. fight they normally never would have made it if, the, if yep. they didn't need to stack the card more. They put Kevin Holland against Daniel Rodriguez on it two weeks ago, a fight they wouldn't have made for this card, especially, but maybe later. But okay, was a catch rate as well. So they already had a very thin card, you know, and they added yep. two good fights on it. Yep. And then you had the main event pretty much almost cancelled. What what you was was gonna do if this was two weeks ago? You know what I mean? I so yep. it's like, yeah. No, you're right, 100. percent Um, just last question. We're gonna get in the breakdown. I want to talk about these fights. True or false? Whitaker Dawes to my. I mean, I think Whitaker's great, but I also think Chimaev's I think he's a great fighter, guys. Like, there's no doubt. Like, I just don't like his personality. That's all. Adam Marcelli is on the call first. Generous, get a read on this best. Thanks, guys. Hey, man, glad to have you here, buddy. Tristan likes the five. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to know. It is five rounds. Holland pushed for that. He wanted five rounds. All right, I'd say we get into the fights. We'll break them down, okay? We'll talk about – we can take other comments and stuff during it, but let's let's get into these fights. All right, so let's start with this first one here, guys. Uh, we got Lee Jingliang taking on Daniel Rodriguez on short notice at a catch weight of 180 pounds. We do have odds for these fights, too, by the way. I got to give credit to the odds makers. Uh, they, they, were, they were quick to get these odds out, so give them some credit here. Odds for this fight, minus 155, D-Rod, plus 135, the leech. Marcel, your thoughts on this fight? Who's your pick? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm picking D-Rod here, man. Um, for the simple reason, Lee Jingliang cut to 170 pounds as well, you know. And D-Rod had to cut to 179, and he was already um, bulking up after that, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, I think Rodriguez underrated guy. Like I, I also picked him against Kevin Holland, so... Um, Underrated dude, good striking, uh, ground game okay, I think. Uh, and Lee Jingliang is pretty much also good striking and ground game okay, but not great, you know. I think the ground game has always been a, a, a lot of trouble for G Lee Jingliang, but that was mostly against guys who are really good on the ground, you know, or at least uh, pretty decent. Uh, I think it will be a striking battle. Uh, I think Rodriguez wins. I think he is uh, more busy and uh Listen, man, I just hope it's a good fight, and I hope both guys uh, – I, I actually hope they get fight of the night. You know what I mean? I think they deserve it. Um, I, I'll take a D-Roth decision here. So I want to say this. There's two things I want to say. First off, <laughs> my bookie's article, right? How is it possible out of 13 fights, I picked the three fights that all changed? How crazy is that, Marcel? I always pick three fights for bets. The three mm -hmm. fights I picked this week all changed. Crazy, right? Just yeah. bad odds because 10 other fights didn't change. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm like back to the drawing board kind of thing. 
I think the fact these fights are on such short notice does make it a little bit more difficult to bet guys, especially with all the weight issues. Like, it's kind of crazy. In this fight, like, if it was a normal... I'm trying to think about... The, I'm trying not to think about that short notice um, thing because they're all in the same situation. So I'm just looking at the fights, like, objectively as, as I can. And if this fight was booked on, like, three months notice or whatever, I would have picked Erod. So I'm going to still pick him. I'm just saying, like, I'm not as confident in any of these guys that I'm going to pick because of the short notice, if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm with you. I think D-Rod just kind of stays in the feed and outstrikes him. Like, Jalen's got more power, right? But D-Rod's never been yeah. knocked out. He got dropped once by Dwight Grant, which we, we talked about in the podcast earlier this week. Yeah. But very tough dude. Um, I think he's got probably the better cardio, too, over the three rounds. And, you know, he's got some advantages here. He's a little taller, three-inch reach advantage. He's southpaw as well. So I think he's got some advantage in this fight. But again, I like the volume striking of him. Um, I'm going with D-Rod. I'm just saying, like, I liked him a lot better against Hall and, or against um, – yeah, against Holland when he was plus 180 underdog. Like, I really like that line. So now you have to lay a little juice on him. I do think he wins the fight. I'm just telling you guys, just tread carefully now, you know? We don't have as much time to think about these fights as we did. So just a little bit makes it a little bit harder to, to bet on all these fights, these new ones. But, again, if it was a full camp, I would pick D-Rod. So I'm going to pick him on the short notice as well, Marcel. I'll get a few comments here, guys. Dog or pass? That's what you think, Joe? That's fair. Right. Uh, for Go ahead, go ahead. Remember when they, I think that it was somewhere like four or five years ago when uh, so I think where Doom against, was on fight night. They changed the fight against Walt Harris. Yeah, I talked about it before you came on. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I talked about it before you came on. Yeah, no yeah. worries. It was uh, Wonder Boy versus Johnny Hendricks after Verdum and uh, Stipe fell off. And Cain Velasquez was supposed to be the fight that fell off. And no, then... I mean, a different one. Which on one? fight night. I, I remember where uh, I think where Doom, no, Walt Harris was supposed to fight. Oh, yes, uh, that's Godbeer. Right. That, yes. Oh, Godbeer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Marcel. I didn't mean to cut you off. That was a, that's a great uh, point, actually. It's happened before. I'm just saying for a main event, it's pretty rare, right? Like, oh, for sure. It's, it's just guys in main events don't miss, don't make, don't miss weight very often. It's very rare. I'm not like, like this. I know Oliveira did, obviously, but what are you saying? Sorry. And not like this. It's like Seven and this is like pounds. so many catchweights. Look, it's almost Bellator, you know. <laughs> I know it looks like a Bellator card, honestly, with the catchweights. Has there ever been a more controversial combination of a card? Two fifty one fifty one is definitely up there for sure. And that that was just a decade ago, like last week, which is insane. And Antoine said, "Thanks for doing the podcast. No, no worries, man. Glad to have you here, buddy." Uh, Joe says, "Lee is uh, chaos and very good strikers. He has. He's a great fighter. I think he could win. I'm not saying he can't win. I'm just gonna pick D Rod." Michael Panzer, what's up, Michael? Leech and D-Rod should be a banger. I yeah. agree. I think it's going to be a good fight. What's up, George? Hams, happy uh, Hams that Nate blew up in Dana's face because it made no sense in the beginning. I agree. I mean, Nate's got a winnable fight now, right? He's got a winnable fight when we're talking about him. Uh, Kevin's talking about that Conor McGregor card that was crazy with the Dolly incident. Uh, D-Rod and Hall and Press. Yeah, it is weird, right? The whole thing that happened last time with Dana's like, hey, guys, we're canceling the press conference. Just so weird, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> No worries, George. Glad to have you here, buddy. So yeah, it's just weird. All right, let's get into the, let's get into the fight now, Marcel. The co-main event, five rounds, guys. UFC catchweight division of 180 pounds. <laughs> Hamzat Jamayev against Kevin Holland. The odds right now minus 580 on Hamzat, plus 440 on Kevin Holland. Marcel, your thoughts on this new fight? Can be really short about this one, to be really honest, man. I, I feel like Chimaev is so much better on the ground than Kevin Holland. You know. I think Kevin Holland uh, striking, yeah, he got the power, but still, I th I think Chimaev, and I know they say Ch Chimaev is like, um, what do you say? He has a medical issue or whatever. I don't know what his medical issue is, but still, man, I I don't see this fight going in five rounds, dude. I think if Chimaev gets him to the ground, he finishes him there as well. So, yeah. I I think comes out wins probably a first round TKO with ground and pound or something. No. Yeah, the, the medical issue thing is bullshit because if he had a legitimate medical issue, he wouldn't be clear. They the fight, yeah. So it's complete bullshit. Don't believe that, guys. You don't have to always believe what they say. I, Kevin said it himself today at the uh, the, the uh, ceremony away in Marcel. Joe Rogan asked him, what do you think about the matchup? He said, it's fucking bad matchup for me. It's a horrible mm -hmm. matchup for him. I just pray that his manager got him a lot of money for this fight, guys, because it's a fucking terrible fight for him. It's so yeah. bad. This is exactly the, the thing that he went to 174 so he didn't have to do to fight these huge wrestlers that could just take him down. Like we saw guys, the blueprints there to be Kevin Holland. It's it's not hard to see how he's lost his fights. Like we've all seen him fight in the UFC. Obviously, extremely talented striker. He's got submissions. He's a talented guy. He's dangerous everywhere. I like Kevin Holland a lot, but the fights with Vittorian Brunson, even Dawkins Marcel, where he got I know there was a the head class of heads, class, class fight, heads. Yeah. but he still got submitted, you know, and that really should have been the submission, anyways. Um the, those fights, and then also the Brendan Allen fight where he got submitted too. I think he gets submitted in this fight, guys. That's that's my pick, Marcel. I think he gets submitted. So 
plus 300 on Hamzat by submission. I'm going to take a shot on that tomorrow. Um, What's the TKO? TKO is plus 140, so it's not bad at all. But I'm going to take a shot on submission. I do think he submits, and then he takes it back and rear and chokes him. Um, couldn't save the round, probably like in maybe first or second. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really easy fight for Hamza. I'm just being honest. Like you know, I, I hate this matchup for Holland. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's submission is possible as well. The thing is, there is bad blood between between these two. You know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's why I think that Hamza. If he gets in a position to go for a submission, he rather slashes his elbows or, or his fists into his face instead of going for a submission. But maybe I'm wrong. You're right. Maybe, you know. it's. Uh, anyways, I'm taking a, a, a stoppage here. You know, yeah. I think uh, for sure it comes out wins. And I think early in the fight, you know. I don't think it goes the distance, guys. I don't think – I don't. some people are asking, can Colin survive the five? I don't think so, Mercy. I know we did against Vittorian Brunson, but to be fair, like – Vittori's not really a guy that finishes most people, to be fair. You know, he's more of a, a guy that can win the decision. And then Brunson, he's got a lot of finishes, but to me, he's, he's more of like a traditional wrestler too. But obviously, he's got a lot of knockouts. But in that fight, he obviously just wrestled him. Um, yeah, Marcel, I mean, I, I just think it's a bad matchup for him. I think it goes like the uh, the Lee Jingling fight. I think it mm-hmm. plays out very similarly. Similarly, excuse me. So I think Hamza by, by submission. I think he wins inside the distance either way. I, I don't see this fight going the distance, guys. Um, I'm looking for the. I'm going to look for the round props. Maybe there's some crazy value on those too. Like, I mean, they're all plus money, right? Like, you're getting you're going to get plus money on Hamza for props. I think he wins, man. I I, I just don't see Kevin Holland winning this fight, guys. I really don't. Um, love Kevin Hall, but like, how would he win? He'd have to knock him out, right? Like, I don't see him submitting him. From yeah, his that's back. the thing. And here's the thing. The reason I'm picking the submission, too, is because we've seen Holland get submitted. He's never been knocked out, Marcel. That's why I'm leaving the submission. He's been submitted a couple times. So that's why I'm leaving that way. I think plus 300 is really good odds on that. Maybe he gets – I think either that or ground and pound. I mean, that would be my second choice, obviously. But I just think he gets his back, man. They call it is it's pretty tough, dude. I think he's going to be – but I just see this fight being like Hamza taking him down, Marcel, and Holland on his back talking shit, but eventually he's getting finished, basically. I think that's how it goes. So – I just don't like the fight for Kevin. I, again, I hope he got a lot of money to take this fight. Um, let me get some comments here about this fight, guys. Catchweight division. I mean, it looks like it. Right? He's got like, Marcel's at six catchweight fights in this card. It's yeah. crazy. Hamza smashed on the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think that's how all of us feel. Happy for uh, JLY? Who's JLY? Who am I? Who's that? Who's JLY, Marcel? Let me see JLY. Where's the comment? I don't they know. still got a lot of Yang or something. I don't Jing know. Liang, I think, yeah. Okay. Never seen Hamza in a fourth or fifth round. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Holland has death rounds uh, versus Marvin in four or five. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know if it goes that long, though. I got to be honest with you. I know Kevin, Kevin wants a five rounds because he, think, he probably thinks he has a better card, which he might. It's possible, especially after this horrible weight cut. I mean, it's po- possible the conditioning is going to be a concern if it goes that late, but I. I gotta be honest for so I think this is this is not gonna go that long. I think it's like the Lee Jing fight. That ended in the first round, right? The Lee fight? Or is it second? I can't remember though. Uh first uh, round. First yeah. round, yeah. First round. Yeah. I just don't see it going. I guess it could play out the John Phillips fight where he got <laughs> grounded, pounded, and then submitted. <laughs> it could play out like that too, Marcel. So you could be right, kind of, and then be wrong at the end. But uh yeah. Holland has a better chance than Diaz though, right? Against Kanza. I think so. I, I agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. He's got more weapons probably, and he's more in his prime. But I still hate the fight for him. The odds open at minus a thousand. I, I actually kind of feel like that's where the line should be. To be honest with you, it's five eighty right now. Like, I think it should be a little higher. Unfortunately, Holland. Hope he got paid well. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Holland's best chance is Hamza loses it mentally. Seems to lack control. Possibly, Holland only cares about money. True, Jovak, very true. Marcus, what's up, man? Do you think uh, D. Rob be harder opponent for Hamza to beat than Holland? Hard to say because I think D-Rod's got great takedown defense, but again, I mean, Hamzat's the next level of wrestler, so I kind of feel like it'd probably play out the same way. The only thing is, like, D-Rod's never been finished. We've seen Holland get submitted before in the UFC, you know? That's why I think it, that's the way the fight goes. Like, I feel like D-Rod has just shown as many flaws in his game, you know? Like, he only lost the fight with Dolby, which was a robbery. Like, he should have won that fight. That's the only fight he's lost in the UFC, whereas Holland's lost four fights in the UFC, the Tiago Santos fight, remember that fight in short notice? Yeah. He got taken down. He was talking shit off his back, got taken down for three rounds. That's when Dana White called him Big Mouth. That's where he got the nickname from. And then you had, obviously, the fight with uh, no. Victorian Brunson, same thing. And then the Brendan Allen fight, Marshall, he got submitted in that fight, too. People forget about that one. And the Dawkins fight where 
it was a no contest, but he got submitted before the no contest. Go ahead. And he actually got respect for that Santos fight. He got the big mouth from the contender series. Oh, did he? Okay, fair yeah. enough. The Will Santiago fight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that push kick. <laughs> I mean, he's going to try it, right? Hype likes the, the submission prop. Me too. <sighs> Sprinkle Hamza in rounds four and five. Let me take a look at that. What is that? Hamza at four and five. Oh, that's like plus 1,600, plus 2,200. I mean, it's crazy, but I think it could happen. I mean, it's possible. Hall could be tough enough to survive and, and then get finished. How can you have confidence since I'm focused on professional Hamza? I just think he's the much better fighter, George. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of uh, red flags, obviously. I mean, there's no doubt about that, man. There is no doubt about that. You'd have to haul, talk about Holland's only chance, true. Holland said Megan got paid. I mean, I hope so. I'm glad to hear that. If Holland upsets Hamza, who'd you book Holland to fight at 170? I mean, I'd book him to fight Colby for the title shot, probably, right? I just don't see him winning, Marcus. But if you if you win, or Gilbert Burns, I guess, either of those guys, right? I just think it's a bad fight for him, guys. I really do. You've seen, come on. I mean, we, we know how Kevin Holland fights. And again, this is not at 170. It's a catch weight at 180. So, I don't know, man. We've seen him get, I don't know, Marcel. Like, what percentage chance do you give Kevin Holland to win? Five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's why the line, I think, should be higher because that's kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. I hope some of you guys have the balls, though, to put some money on the guy and, and, and prove me wrong here. I just don't like the fight for him. I love the guy. I just hate this matchup for him. This is a, based on the way he's fought wrestlers in the past in the UFC. Like, what grappler has he beaten? I guess Anthony Hernandez, but the fight was 39 seconds. It didn't play out. And then obviously Jacare, but, you know, Jacare's at the end of his career. What other grappler did he beat? You know, Gerald Nurshart, he did beat him. Split decision that you know could have went either way. I guess that's the best grappler he's beaten, you know. But the other grapplers, Allen, Brunson, Vittori, and then kind of Dawkins, I guess those guys dominated him. So, and Tiago Santos, obviously, in that fight was just wrestling him too. So, like, there's a clear path to victory against Kevin Holland. Like, I just don't think it's that hard of a fight to call um, if it was you know a regular fight. But because of the short notice, because of the weight limits, because of all the circumstances, I guess that's why some people are taking a shot on Kevin Holland because I have seen some people say that they think he's going to win, it's possible. I just give it a very slight chance. That's that's my thoughts. <clears throat> he beat Charlie Antiveros, the best grappler. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, Char- you know what? Charlie's got some crazy kicks, man. Fingers off the fence. Dude, his takedown defense. What if, I want to look at the number. I bet it's really bad. Let me take a look. What's his takedown defense? 50%. He only stops 50% of takedowns. Very low percentage. Trust me. Like, I look at these stats all the time. A good takedown defense is like in the 80% range probably, like 70 80%. That's solid. 50% is pretty low, you know, especially with 15 fights. It's a lot of time in the octagon. So it's a lot of takedowns attempted against him, a lot of takedowns that he's he's been – times he's been taken down. Like, you know, Mark, like I said, look look at the grapplers he's fought. Vittori 11 times, Brunson six times. Um, Brandon Allen twice in two in two rounds. Santos took him down three times. Uh, Gerald Mearshart took him down six times. Even DeChirigo took him down twice. Jacare took him down twice before he got knocked out. And uh, Dawkins, obviously. And then even Cowboy Oliver and Tim Means – uh, got takedowns on this guy. So, like, he's just... Even Darren Stewart, actually. Darren Stewart could have arguably beat him in that fight. That was a He actually did, decision. in my opinion. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Marcel. And what did he do? To, how did he do it? He wrestled him. It's just a clear path for, for victory for, for Hamza. So, I think we'll move on to the other fights, because the last fight, I should say, because I just don't like this fight for him. If Holland beats uh, Hamza, uh, catch weight, move up rankings at 170. I'd, I'd say so, just because of the circumstances, right? Holland, mm-hmm. Wonderboy next. Win or lose, pro- I mean, if he loses, I should say, yeah. If he wins, he's going to fight like a weak guy. So, fighters don't take the easiest path to victory. It's very true, Glenn. Very true. But Hamza, it's a, we know how he fights. He will take you down. Against Gold Birds, he just couldn't really. Against the elite grappler, that I guess. Don't see Kevin in that same boat. Holland beat Jockery was back. That was impressive. I bet on him that fight plus money. It was a great bet. But Jockery was like 40 years old and, he, you know, his chin was gone. So, it's a great win, Kevin. But, in, at the time, I know it's one of those things where, like, looking back now, you're like, oh, Jockery's washed up. At the time, it was a nice win, right? But let's be honest. Like, Jockery was 40 years old, you know? How much that's his prime? That's that's the thing. Tori was 11 to 17. That blows the numbers up. That's true, but it's still it's still low, Joe. It's still low takedown defense. Exactly. Um, I think Holland gets taken down because he's one. My fight is back. It's true. That's true. Holland versus winner Leon Usman next. If he wins, maybe. I mean, I, I guess they could give him the title shot if he wins this fight. I mean, it's possible, right? I'm sure – hey, Jamie, what's up, man? Long time to talk, dude. I'm sure this has already been said, but these fights are actually a lot better. Yes, I agree. And Leach is an absolute beast. I mean, how do you not like this guy? He's a stud. Taking a fight on, on short notice up a weight class. So, love the guy. All right, Marcel, let's talk about the main event time. Let's do it, guys. Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. 
Um, odds for this one, very competitive. So actually open Nate as the favorite, minus 155, Tony plus 135. The odds right now are a pick them. Minus 105, Nate, minus 115, Ferguson. Very different opinions about this fight, guys. People are kind of like on the fence about it. Five-round fight, um, welterweight fight. Nate was training for five rounds. Tony was training for three, but we know Tony's got good cardio anyways. Um, and obviously at 170, I think cardio should be even better probably. But Nate's got legendary cardio too. So Marcel, it's basically a pick em fight now. I'm looking at the DraftKings odds. It's a pick em fight. So what do you think, man? I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us are going to have different opinions about this fight, unlike the other two, where I think we're kind of in agreement. But what about this fight? And you guys throw your comments in the chat because I want to hear what other people are thinking. You start, Marcel, and then I'll give my thoughts. Go ahead. It's the best fight of the three, you know, the most competitive one, I think. Um, I think Nate, it sounds nasty, but I think Nate got saved uh, from a pretty big beating against Chimaev, you know. Uh, and Tony also pretty much got saved by not by getting knocked out against Li Jingliang, is what I think, you know. So we're now with two guys who maybe should have fought each other a long time ago at 155. They're fighting at 170 now. Um. Listen, I know Nate trained for five rounds. I know Tony trained for three rounds, but uh, I feel like this is a perfect matchup for Tony right now. You know, that's how I feel about it. I think Nate is still great. You know, I, I still love to watch him fight. The thing is, it's the last fight for Nate. Um, I, I feel like he, he just wants to go. He's, he's done with it pretty much, you know. And uh, and Dana also said when he was announcing the three fights, like, this is the last fight for Nate in the UFC. So pretty much it's not even anymore like this might be the last fight. This is his last fight. Uh, Tony Ferguson still in this game. I know he's on a bad streak. But, uh, man, I think, listen, Nate can, if the fight goes to the ground, I think Tony can roll with Nate as well. Nate is maybe a little bit more technical, you know, but Tony, you know, is crazy, has crazy scrambles, knows how to defend. Um, I think we'll be a banger of a fight, man. I, I favor Tony here. I think Tony wins the fight. I mean, what a great fight, right? Just wish it was, we had full camp for these guys. It's an amazing fight. I really wish this was the last fight of uh, Nate's career, um, like if they had a full camp for, for both guys. Well, I mean, I, I feel like this fight can go either way. And uh, I'm just looking at Dodge right now. Minus 125 Tony, plus 105 Nate. So he's a tiny underdog. They're both good fighters. Like, obviously, they're both struggling, right? Like, they're both... You know, they're both older. Here's the other thing. Here's the thing that's surprising. I'm looking at the, the stats right now. Nate, uh, Tony's actually a year older, which surprised me because Nate, you know, he's been in the UFC for 17 years. Tony's been in for uh, 10 or 11 years now, but that just surprised me a little bit when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, Tony's even older than him. Um, let's start with Tony. I mean, listen, guys, like he's lost four straight fights. He's looked bad. He's looked terrible. Um, the first round is Chandler. I'll give him that. He did look pretty good in that round. There's no doubt. Then he got brutally knocked out. This was like four, four months ago coming back really short notice. And I think that's why a lot of us were picking lead and knock him out again, you know? Um, the Darius fighting Oliver, I mean, those are just really two strong grapplers. I don't think Nate has the same like pure wrestling those guys have, I guess. So I don't think it plays out like that. But I feel like it could be like the, the Justin Gaethje fight where it's just an absolute war, just a war. Like they're just staying in trading and beating the absolute shit out of each other. And Tony took a ton of damage in that fight too. I mean, even the fights against like Cerrone and Pettis, he took some damage in those fights. Um, a lot of his fights, guys, he's taking a lot of damage in, too. So, like, yeah, Nate's eating a lot of damage, and so is Tony. Um, Tony's lost four straight. Nate's lost three of four. Um, Nate's obviously struggled. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's taking a shitload of damage. We know it easily cuts. I was picking hands at the win by Dr. Savage because I thought he cut his face open. Um, it's just – it's it's an interesting fight, right? Like, I think it's a diff difficult one to pick. Again, the odds are, like, really close. I think they should be, like, really close. It's a rightfully, very difficult yeah. fight. Yeah, it's rightfully so on short notice, right? I got to be honest, though, I'm leaning Nate a little bit, Marcel, just a small bit, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a pure striking match, like you said. I think it's going to be on the feet. I think I think Nate's the, the better boxer, pure boxer. That's kind of how I feel that the fight will play out. I think Tony would be smart to mix in the wrestling. Um, it's an interesting fight. I'm, I'm not confident, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm leaning Nate a little bit by decision. I think it goes probably the distance, unless there's a cut that stops the fight, because Neither of the guys is like a pure knockout artist. I mean, they have power a little bit, but they're not really a knockout artist per se. Um, but I feel like the fight will probably go pretty – I think it will go late. Let me check what the round props are. Um, it's set at four and a half. I guess I'd lean over four and a half, but it's kind of risky to, to bet that. So I think if anything, you know, Marcel, like I'm probably going to sit this one out and just watch this one. You know, I don't think I need to bet on – you don't have to bet in every fight, you know. Because of the short notice and everything, I'm going to sit this one out, I think. But I, I I'm going to pick Nate, Marcel, by decision. I think he can outbox and win the decision. 
But again, it's just like, how can I be confident with the short notice and everything, right? So it's a crazy fight. It's it's an amazing fight. I think it's 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 your fight of the night pick. Is this your, your fight of the night pick? I would think so. If they both show up like they normally do, yeah, why not? You know, is it possible Nate could wrestle him a little bit too? I mean, he did against Anthony Pettis, although Pettis, I guess, is really washed up at this point, right? So I, I always feel like Nate, pretty much nine out of ten times, only uses jiu-jitsu if somebody wants to get him to the ground for some reason. I'm looking at the stats right now. Again, stats are just one thing, but takedowns average. Uh, Nate actually averages one point one takedowns a fight, and Tony only averages zero point four. So that's interesting. It's Tony's. He's got grappling. He's an amazing submission artist. Yeah. So, is, so is Nate. I feel like the ground game is like going to cancel each other out. You said the same thing, right? So mm -hmm. that's how I feel. I think it just takes place in the feed, and you're going to see two guys beating the fucking shit out of each other for enjoyment. That's what I think happens. I just think Nate's going to be the better boxer and win the decision. But again, it's just with 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 the short notice, guys, it's so weird. It's just really strange. Let me get some comments here. And I respect everyone's opinion about this fight. I mean, short, super short notice, like. I really think this one can go either way. Of the three, Marcel, this is the hardest one to call, would you say? Of the three? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Tony Red, Dr. Savage, possibly. I mean, I, I, that's what I liked against Hamza. It's just a different fight because I think in that fight, he would have taken down elbowed his face in. I know Masvidal did call it to cuts, though, too. He kicked him in the face a couple times, right? And cut him open. So it's possible I could do it. JPH likes Tony. Fingers off. Says how many bullets are going to take fight against Justin. I agree completely about the fight with Justin. He has not looked the same since then at all. Uh, Nate's got pillow hands. It's true. It's true. He doesn't really have a lot of power. He's got a little power, but he's more of like a volume, death by a thousand strikes kind of guy, right? The elbows of Nate, Tony Cub, Nate Bad. I agree, but how about how about the other way around? Like, Tony also cuts in his fights. Do you remember the fight with Justin Gaethje? His yeah. face is a bloody mess, dude. So, it's definitely going to, there's definitely going to be blood in this fight. There's no doubt. It's going to be a very bloody fight, in my opinion. I think it's definitely possible the doctor gets stopped the fight uh, for either guy. That's why I'm saying, like, I lean over. But it could go under because of the, the doctor stopping. There's always a risk with these guys. What's up, David? Can I find a new episode embedded? Uh, I don't I don't know. You seen it, Marcel? Have you seen it? No, somebody else asked me as well. Probably the UFC waiting to release auto footage, I think, you know. Maybe they have the backstage footage and they're gonna show that. Who knows? Tony's a bad match over Nate, uh, Michael says, because Nate's good every Nate's good. I just think Tony's uh, it's not better, a little more tactical, possibly. I, I just I really think Nate boxing is really good. Like I'll say that, you know. He hasn't looked good lately, but to be, let's be fair to Nate. Both guys, I mean, they fought Marcel. Look at the, who they lost to. You can't take anything away from either guy. Like mm -hmm. losing to like Edwards, Masvidal, and Connor, those are not bad losses. Or Chandler, Barrios, Oliver, and Gaethje. They've lost to like literally the best guys at 170 and 155. That is the other thing I'll say is like Nate's been fighting at 170, Marcel. He's been fighting big, you know, or not all of his fights, but, but the Connor fight and obviously the Leon Edwards fight. He just, guys, the last time we saw him fight, he did go five rounds with Nate or uh, with uh, Leon. And he did rock a bad in the in the fifth round, and the strikes were close in that fight. I think Leon winning the belt looks a little better on Nate, right? When you, when you, when you say Marcel, the fact he went the distance looks a little better on Nate. I know he lost the fight, but yeah, you know. But Edwards pretty much got dominated besides round one yeah. against Kamaru Usman, you know, and then he got the, yeah. the Hill Mary knockout, which is was beautiful. Don't get me yeah. wrong. So it's difficult, man. And you know, MMA math never works. Never so. works. No, one hundred percent agree with that. Inside low kicks, Elvis and Tony could be the difference. Possibly for sure. Tough. It is a tough fight to call. Kevin says Nate looks soft. I thought he looked okay. I personally thought he looked okay, but that's mm. totally fair. You guys, you, you should ahead. put Nate's picture from Getty next to his most recent picture of Getty, and you see the difference, man. Nate, do that right now while, while I'm talking, if you want. Uh, I don't have sure. Getty, but I know you do. Uh, I think we have it at work, but I don't have it here. Did you catch Loris Hanko saying Norman Dumont got a dumb truck of the wings? I didn't I didn't hear that, but they were they were drinking modellos. They were having fun. Laura's funny. I like Laura a lot. She's great, great commentator, mm -hmm. knows the sport really well. Doesn't even matter if she's a girl. People are like, oh, she's a girl. Like, she's just a great commentator, regardless of the gender. Nate did look great at the way in. He's been fighting 170 for years. Tony hasn't fought 170 in 10 years. The last time he did fight was uh who was it? Uh his debut fight against Ramsey Nijum. We talked about this. Remember Marcel? And he knocked him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Norma, Norma's. I think she's a good-looking girl too. I agree with you, Tristan. Personally, um, I hope Nate got Nick and released the UFC's part of the negotiations. CBD sponsors pay more. I, I doubt it, but who knows? Tony hasn't won decisions since 2015. That was against RDA, right? So that's something to keep in mind as well. Nate's done his best work leading in close uh, versus Connor and Pettis in the clinch while in Mullen. True, that's a good point. Marcel, what do you think of? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that fight in a second. Uh, uh, Tristan, we're gonna talk about the other fights that got affected as well. 
Does it affect anything? Let's see here. Wait, where Nate goes to the rear naked? I mean, it's possible, but Tony is Tony. I think he got submitted one like years ago, right? Like before he came to the USC, I believe Tony got submitted. I think that's the only time, right? If I'm not mistaken. So it's it's very difficult to see. Like guys, all Vera basically broke his arm and he didn't tap. So like you're gonna have to basically choke him out cold, I think, or or snap his arm and the ref has to stop the fight. The guy will fight through a broken arm if he has to. Check you know, your he's DM. crazy. Uh, check my DM. Yeah, you wanted to see the picture, so I put it there next to each other for you. Send it to send it to the other one though. Send it to uh Oh the Ultimate. Yeah, because I have it on this computer. Um right. Joe, John yeah, doesn't, doesn't like hands that I think he I think he still wins, John, but I don't blame you because of what happened today. So there was uh, one second, Marcel. There was blood props for the other fight. I actually asked Adam Burns at uh, and, and Dave Mason at Bed Online to put them up, and they and they did it. So there was round props for the blood. Um, first round was like minus two seventy five. Everything else plus money. So I was like, okay, I mean, I don't think I shot in round two of blood, but I don't know if the odds change now if they're going to do the blood prop probably. But like I said, they had it for that other fight, so hopefully they do. West Coast Twenties going to win by decision, possibly. Making Marcel do this work when he's sleepy. I know I'm mean. All right, let's pull this up. That's today and yes. What 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 is on it? the left uh, side? Is left side is the la uh, the last part of him, and the right side is uh, from yesterday. Okay, well, I mean, like, from yesterday. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess you guys aren't wrong. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Like now that I look at it side by side, I still think he looks decent. I don't think he looks like terrible by any means. But yeah, there's no doubt he did look better in this fight. There's no doubt about that. I don't think he looks bad though. Uh, no, not bad. He's not as bad as Chris Barnett, who we'll talk about in a second here. That's for sure. Um, but I mean, he's a year older, right? Well, actually, it's been more than a year since we've seen him in the cage. So I think you guys are right. He does look a little bit softer. I mean, there's no doubt looking at these two pictures side by side. But I still think that Nate's got legendary cardio and you can go with five. It's, let's go get some comments. Diaz's cardio, it's, it's great. Both guys have great cardio. I think Diaz a little bit better, but they're both got great cardio. Doing the Brunson pose. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was. He was. It's the same on catchweights. It's weird. Yeah, Bellator prelims. Exactly, right? It's exactly like it. Yeah. Or Laura. I think they got to get her on a broadcast. They got to get her behind the mic. She's great. She knows the sport really well. I'm talking about like a fight night. I'd rather, honestly, Marcel, I'd rather hear her, her uh, commentary than DC's. That's my honest opinion. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, DC's commentary is just, this isn't, I don't, it doesn't do it for you guys anymore. Like, he can be good sometimes, but I think he's just having a good time most of the time. Like, he's not, when he talks about the wrestling, that's when I, I like it, Marcel, because I learn about wrestling. You know, that's why I like listening to the commentators. Like, if I can learn about the sport, I've been covering the sport for a long time, watching yeah. forever. If I can learn something new, that's when I know it's a good commentator. Yeah, of course. Um, Paul Felder, when he talks sometimes uh, about striking and stuff, I learn new things, you know. Um, Brian Stan, when he used to commentate, I used to learn a lot from Brian. I thought yeah, Brian, Brian Stan was one too. of the best. He was great, phenomenal. Um, I love Frank Mir as well. Frank Mir was amazing in WEC. Um, I think Bisping's pretty good. I'm just saying, of all those guys, DC's, he's just the one guy that I'm not learning as much from, you know, when I watch. So that's just my opinion. Difference to the folk could be inflexing his that possibly too. Yeah, that's true. I do think he looks a little softer, Joe, to be completely fair, though. Yeah, hey, Kevin. Yeah, the schedule's five, Monday's at 5 Eastern. This Today's just a extra. It's an extra emergency podcast, so you got to thank Big Marcel for getting here. Daddy, uh, daddy. <laughs> could be a good news for Hamza. People just like him. They want to see him lose there for making a big draw. Pers yeah, for sure. But I already think that people want to watch him fight, personally. So I like more serious, non-serious joking commentary. That's fair, Juan. Maybe that's why they have DC just for you. <laughs> um, Amy can never go wrong with Laura. Laura. Yeah, she's great. Dom and, and Felder are dreadful. I I, I like Felder. I, I Cruz does kind of grow on me a little bit, but I I, I like I like both. I understand that Cruz's voice can be so very a little dry sometimes. Right? Yeah, but but he's good, you know. Yeah, Besides, he's, everybody he's a sport, guys. Like yeah, everybody always brings up the the when he said like uh, Connor is letting Khabib doing that to to make him tired or something. Everybody always brings that up. But besides yeah. that, nobody can give. Everyone makes a bad call. I mean, Dean, yeah. Dean Thomas last week or two weeks ago was saying. Leon's given up and then he knocks yeah. out. <laughs> That's like that was that was funny. Bonner wasn't oh the showtime kick. Oh my god, he just knocked him out with a flying ninja kick. I think that's what he called it. Like, remember that one, Marcel? Yeah, or he didn't I knock mean, him out, but he knocked him down. That fight was amazing. Down. Pettis and uh, Benson Anderson, the first one. Girl again, what's up, man? Glad to have you here, buddy. Go back and listen to the podcast. Miltich was good. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's got some issues with uh. <laughs> Drinking, right? DUI and stuff, I believe, I right? Know. Am I mistaken? I think that was. Uh, hopefully, I don't say that wrong. Let me double check that. Uh, yes, DUI. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get a, a sued here. <laughs> this thing's good. Oh my God, he ran off the wall like a ninja. There yeah. you go. See, I knew it. I mean, something like that. Incredible. All right. We'll, take, we'll take, keep getting questions. I, 
Honestly, more so, I know you wanted to get out of here, but I want to talk about these guys in this way quickly, if that's okay with you. Yeah, uh, man, we make it an hour. Yeah. Let's just do it. Okay, so thanks, Marcel. Um, uh, credit to this guy, man. I mean, it's late for me, too. It's 9 o'clock, but for Marcel, it's 3 in the morning. So, I mean, you got to give this guy <laughs> a fucking lot of credit, okay? We all like Marcel here, so appreciate it, buddy. Commentary subjective. Yeah, it's true. It's true, Glenn. You're right, Glenn. I mean, NFL, I think, has different options, right? But it's a bigger sport. David, exactly. That's why I'm surprised yeah. we're doing so many catchways, George. Like, Usually they would this, just do the, the, the upper weight. They would just do middleweight. You know what I mean, Marcel? Yeah, but he's kind of right. They're kind of useless sometimes, you know? I understand if, divisions, if, right? Yeah, if it's a short notice, I understand, you know? But you see a Bellator, and I don't want to talk shit about Bellator because people are nice, you know? But they, they make catch weight sometimes on purpose, you know? Yeah. Like with MVP, with yeah. Paul Daly, and then I don't know where MVP can fight for a title. It's like, Why dude, should MVP be fighting the weight 75 yeah. pounds? It makes no sense. I completely agree. Especially in like a full camp. That guy's so overrated. He's one of the most overrated guys in the sport. Gorilla, go back and listen to it, man. But just to, for the Coles notes, uh, we both picked D-Rod. We both picked Hamza. I picked Nate. Marcel picked Tony. That's the only difference. Uh, Cruz is a dick, but he's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. At least he does his tape study, unlike uh, DC. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I I think I interviewed Cruz like three weeks ago, uh, a few days before his Vera fight. He's cool, right? And I, yeah, it was very nice, you know. And I was like, pretty. Uh, how do you say that? Um, uh, how do you say that? Uh, was really tense, you know, because You're I never talked. Nervous, exactly. I never talked to him before, and I don't know how he reacts to certain questions. I'm, but he was super chill, laid down, very nice guy. So uh, I can't say anything bad about him, you know. And he, he's a he's he's a legend in my opinion, you know. No, it's crazy. It's funny you mentioned that. I remember that because the first uh, the first event I covered in person was UFC one twenty nine in Toronto, Toronto GSP and yeah. Shields. Okay, that was the first one in Toronto. I was a student in school and. Uh, my, I, they had a press conference, right? I'm like, I need to go to this. I was in the, it was in a post grad for journalism, and uh, my teacher called the UFC PR. It was Steve Keogh at the time. Now he does the Maple Leafs PR. So that guy moved up to an even better, bigger organization. The Maple Leafs are huge, right? Obviously, a huge hockey team. Yeah. Um, but they called him up and they said, "Yeah, get him up here." So you know, I got to meet some guys. Like there's some people that cover the sport then that still do now, but not, not a lot. But it was cool to be there. And it was my first one, so I go there, and all these guys from all these media places in Toronto are there. Um, Dana White's there. I got to meet Dana for the like the first time I was at a presser. You know, I got to meet Dana, but it's funny because they're like, okay, guys, like the presser's over, and you know, all these guys are there, GSP and everything. They're like, okay, GSP is going to do a scrum. Literally, I turned my shoulder, Marcel. GSP's right beside me. I don't know if I've ever shown you this picture, man. I got to show you this classic picture of me, Marcel. Sure, it's yeah, so sure. funny. So he was there. Sean Pearson was there. Sean Pearson fought Jake Ellenberg and got brutally fucking knocked out. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. And then uh, Claude Patrick, another guy, was there, and he uh, he was fighting. Claude Patrick fought uh, Daniel Ninja Roberts, I think. That's the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... This, yeah, Claude sorry, Patrick is the guy with the most horrible autograph in MMA I've cards. Heard, I've, I've heard, I've heard. Just to see. I've actually <laughs> met Claude a few times um, at the UFC uh, headquarters back when they had it. Okay, here's a here's a classic picture of myself. <laughs> this is a long time ago, guys. Look at this one. <laughs> This is so funny. So this is on TV, obviously. I'm right there interviewing Claude Patrick. He's, he's like, and this is the first time I've ever done a press conference. And ten years ago, GSP was by far the 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 uh, the the biggest star in the sport, man. But it's mm-hmm. crazy. And you have my my the couple guys that I went to school with. Look at this, 2011. So I'm covering it fucking forever, man. Awesome. No G in this game, baby. So I know exactly how you feel because I remember being nervous to GSP. I was like, I can't even ask this guy a question. I did talk to to Claude, but let's be fair, Claude Patrick was a prelim guy. GSP was literally the was biggest superstar of the sport. <laughs> always a lot of always a lot of wrestling, right? With Claude Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty boring. Uh, not the most exciting guy, but I I have a soft spot for all the Canadian guys, yeah. let's be fair. <laughs> You know, our, our, you know how a friend of mine called this, this autograph, that C. He always say, Oh, cool, a seagull with a broken wing. Yeah, it's not it's not a great <laughs> autograph. Oh man, it's got some more comments. Sign Collectible is one of my favorites. Glad to have you here, buddy. Um, you missed a lot of it, but you can go back and listen to the beginning like 50-ish minutes. <laughs> How's that MA number one enemy at this point? Uh for a lot of people, it feels like that way. I mean, uh maybe his his hardcore fans not, but I think John Jones still, right? It's gotta be John, right? I most think John Jones, Jones has more fans to be really think honest. So? I think most people don't like it, but I mean, maybe you're right. But I, I mean, the guy's the, the goat. Cruz the pioneer. You got to respect him. 
Oh, Cruz, Los DC. The guy doesn't do his tape study. DC doesn't put as much time in the preparation as the other guys. That's my honest opinion. You know, the funny thing what Cruz told me is like, I was like, "What's your favorite?" It's maybe a nasty question. I said, "But what's your favorite team to work with uh, on the boot?" And he's like, "I like everybody actually." He says, "DC is one of my best friends." He says, and uh, he's like, "A Michael Bisping." It's like we're cool, but it depends on Bisping if we are friends or not. Sometimes we are not, and he he shows me we are not, but then we are. <laughs> it's the- yeah, he's just roasting his friend. That's fair. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Aero tweeting Dustin Poirier? Told- oh yeah, this is another thing. Uh, I don't know if it's true. I mean, maybe maybe they text him like, "Hey, we don't know if this fight's gonna happen. Can you come?" But it doesn't make sense because yeah. like, how could he have got there? Like, he's gonna fly from Florida to Vegas. Yeah. That's like what four or five hour flight, I think. Also, um, what did more. you think? What did you think about Ariel's tweet where it's like uh, everybody's praising Dana, but we should praise Hunter Campbell? I saw that too. I mean, he hates it. Dana. It's so obvious, right? Like, I mean, that just I, – I agree. I think Hunter – I mean, Hunter Campbell is the chief business officer. Yeah. So he's ultimately one of the guys that's like, okay, that's we're going to give this guy a raise or we're going to give him more money. He's probably the guy that was like, all right, give Holland whatever he wants or Nate. But how could you not give Dana credit too? I mean, and, but I really think it's at the end of the day, you have to give the fighters the credit. Like fact, Lee, exactly, the gave Nate, even Nate, everyone except for Hamza, like he's the guy that screwed yeah. everything up. So don't give him any credit. He doesn't deserve any, but the other guys do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Just being a hater today. No poor E, please. Yeah, the fights are good. I don't think that's going to happen. Also, Mazadol, too, his management saying he, he wanted to go to take the fight. I don't get it either. The poor E thing didn't make sense. It, it, it just didn't seem seem right. Who would get cheered, Usman or Hamza? Usman, 100%, right? Usman? After this, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, I want to talk about a few other things here, guys, before we get out of here. So um, let's talk about uh, the other guys that miss weight and also that catchweight fight. So first off, let's talk about the catchweight really quick. Mm-hmm. Macy Shates on 139.5, Aldana 137.5, but like half an hour before that, they had announced that it was going to be a catchweight. Um, so I th- I would assume it's from the uh, the Shiaison side because she came in heavier, right? So have you – yeah, if, do you have any thoughts about this? Like, I, I honestly think that they are both struggling. You know, because if you don't struggle with cutting weight, you're not gonna agree to a catchweight fight. You know what I mean? You make the weight, and you are like, "Fuck it, I think you are twenty percent or thirty percent." You know, so. Macy came in, I think, 139.5, and Irene came in 137.5. And it was still 30 minutes to go. Would she be able to cut that one and a half pound? Aldana, I don't know. You know, so yeah. and I think that was also like maybe like with Aldana was like, do I gonna get it? Do I don't I gonna get it? Do I do I uh, how do you say that? Do I risk it that I miss weight? You know what I mean? So why not do a catch weight if she also struggles, you know? But uh yeah, yeah I don't know. It didn't really change I mean, my thoughts in the fight personally. Does it change no, your thoughts? No, me neither. But the thing is, like, people are like, "Who, who wanted the catchweight?" I think they both wanted it. At the, Probably, at the but like, the they should have did this at one forty-five anyway. I just don't yeah. see why these girls aren't fighting at one forty-five. The man is the champ of both divisions. Yeah. So what's the point of fighting one thirty-five? What like and now at the catchweight? I mean, they can't get a shot at one thirty-five. They probably have to fight at one forty-five. And I just think like Aldana is screwing herself, really. I think because remember she knocked out Caitlin Vera, right? Yeah, I, I, I think Caitlin's passed her in the rankings, Marcel. Yeah, I see signed collectibles. One said uh, Macy asked for it. I'm a junkie. Said yeah, the thing is, I I, th- I think she did. But the thing is, Aldana could have said no. Just do the bantam weight limit. Yeah. You know, if she was confident, she was going to make the bantam weight. And if Macy didn't make the bantam weight limit, Aldana could still say we do a catch weight. But at least she would get paid. Plus, yeah. she got a, a part of Macy's. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think she also couldn't – she had the difficulties to make weight. You know? And there's some people saying that kind of same thing. Like, she also probably wanted it. I agree. I'm just saying – I kind of agree with uh, – who is it? Um, someone said something about, like, her wanting the extra pay. I mean, I think if she could have pushed and got that – got to that weight. Remember that time Tim Means missed weight against someone? He also missed weight. And Tim went back and caught that extra pound to get the money. I think that's smart. You know, you're getting 20% yeah. of your opponent's purse. Like, of course. So I think it's always smart to do that. Um, the other fight that was kind of weird was Norman Dumont and Daniel Wolf both needed the box. It looked like they're both <laughs> missed weight. Daniel Wolf, by the way, she looked really big at the weigh-ins, Marcel. Didn't she look big? Huge. She huge. looked massive, guys. Like, fucking huge. So that fight, I, I obviously favor Norma, but honestly, like, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a harder fight to call than we're saying. I don't know. Like, I'm picking Norma, Marcel, but... There's other favorites on the card like Collier and uh, Almeida, who I'm both more confident in. I want to talk about uh, that fight with Collier right now quickly. Chris Barnett missing weight, second ever heavyweight to miss weight, guys. Uh, 167 and a half pounds. I saw him, I was watching the weigh-ins. I saw him standing in the hallway. He was using a towel to wipe the sweat off his face. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and he missed weight. Guy's five foot nine. He weighs 267 and a half. He can't make weight in the UFC heavyweight division. I mean, that's really unprofessional, in my opinion. Like, listen, I understand the guy's been through so much. Like, Obviously, we talked about it. the passing was wiped. That was before his last fight, by the way. Some of you were saying that just happened. No, that happened a few months ago. 
obviously still affects him. It would affect anyone, okay? But he signed the contract to fight this guy in Via Pro and make the weight, and he missed weight. So he ends up getting fined. But I just, Marcel, isn't it kind of shocking he didn't go back and cut that extra pound and a half? Could he not do that? Could he not put a, a sauna suit on and sit in the sauna and cut an extra pound and a half of water? I mean, he's got extra water for sure, right? So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, well, I feel bad to to talk uh, about the weight of Chris Barnett because I'm a fat. I, I said the same thing. Like, I'm not, me so, and Marcel are not like skinny guys. Okay, we're not. not but not these are professional I mean, athletes. I think it's a little different. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, the only the only guy who would be happy about it probably Justin Taffa, but yeah. uh, because his record is out of books now. Um, yeah, man, Barnett. You know the thing is, the, the dude cut to, to came to the UFC from three hundred pounds. He fought at three hundred pounds before, you know, or three fifteen, whatever. So for him, it's all he he has to cut, and he's just he's just a big dude, you know. I'm not gonna call him fat because I'm fat myself, but he's just a big dude, you know. So ah, what can you say? It's like people say maybe heavyweight shouldn't have a limit, but the thing is, if you don't have a limit, you can get like. Guys like fifty pound guys, yeah. Like you just so, lay on top of you. It's not like boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can just lay on a guy in MMA. And we saw that yeah. in Pride back in the day. And also, the UFC's also had super heavyweight fights. I want to say Josh Barnett fought in a super heavyweight fight once, way back in the day. Am I am I correct, Marcel? I believe he did. I'm gonna double check that actually because I just want to be correct. But I think way back in the day, uh, let me see here. UFC that was super. Yes, he did. Before. Yes, he fought Gay McGee. I think this is the only super heavyweight fight in UFC history, guys. Here's some MMA trivia for you, everyone. Uh, Marcel, my brain is just so weird that I always remember this. I'm, look, super heavyweight bout. The only one I believe in UFC history. Josh Barnett versus Gan McGee. Remember that huge tall guy? He was massive. Yeah, he, he fought himself yeah, for the 10. Top, right? Yeah, he was a huge dude. He fought Semi Schultz, your boy, in Pride as well. Yeah. So, man, I, I, I man, the old days, eh? Marcel Pride in, in the early yeah. UFC. So great. It's it's just crazy. You miss weight, honestly. Uh, yeah, I saw the dancing too. I mean, if you danced, maybe you would have lost that pound and a half. Um, what's up with the diet? Every time heavyweight miss weight, tw- second time, and his diet's bad. I mean, he probably just doesn't care what he eats. Let's be honest; he probably does not watch what he eats at all, like the rest of us, for the most part. Uh, yeah. Normal, normal people, you know. But normal I, people don't. I mean, some people do, obviously, more so. Like the, you know, obviously, want to stay in shape. But I'm saying a lot of people don't really care what they eat, you know. Well, I have to tell you the story that Chris Barnett told my colleague when he was, uh, uh, at, I think uh, he was training with Alistair Overeem and uh, Benji Zimmerman. And they were at like a motel or something. And Alistair was sleeping right like two doors away from him. And then Benji came into his uh, apartment. He's like, should we get some hamburgers, dude, or whatever, some burgers? And he's like, yeah, but how we get it, it was like 2 or 3 a.m. It's like, yeah, we have to uh, go there and there. And then, then we go back. He's like, yeah, but Alistair can't hear it because he was supposed to die. He's like, Alistair can't hear it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they slipped away. They sneaked away. They, they bought a few hamburgers. And uh, they got in, but the moment he closed the door, it was like ding. And then he saw he he woke up Alistair, so he went to his door straight away. He took the burgers, he put them in his drawer, and he was. And then Alistair knocked uh, knocked on his door. He said, "Hey, Chris, did you did you run away?" And he said, "Chris was like, no. What do you mean? I thought I heard somebody walking in the in the door." So something he said. So then he was like, "What do I smell here, Chris?" And he was looking, and Chris was, and Barnett was like, I don't know, dude, what, what, what happened? And he's like, I smell something, Chris. Did you got some food? And Chris was like, no, no, I didn't got some food. How, what do you mean? So then Alistair's looking at, and he's like, he, he goes to the drawer, and he's like, Chris, those are burgers. Aren't you on the diet, Chris? <laughs> so you know how Alistair talks, right? So <laughs> really fun That's story. Yeah, I know how Alistair talks. Yeah, and then Barnett was like, oh, my God, dude, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Dale Wolf Jack, she is fucking good shape. There's no doubt about it. She looked in great shape. I don't know how she made 145, guys. She's a big girl. Five for nine, heavyweight miss. Uh, yeah, agree. Barnett wrestling, uh, out there representing the rest of us thick boys. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. A right, honestly, not trying to be mean. He's five for nine. Yeah. He's a fatty who lacks discipline when it comes to few choices. Like I said, I mean, a lot of people, they're normal people, don't have to care. But when you're a pro athlete, that's your job to care what you eat. Um, and when you miss, Whatever the burgers and, and cookies or whatever he was eating, guys, it cost him tw- like 20% of his purse. He probably makes, I'm guessing, what do you think he makes, 12 and 12 or 20 and 20 maybe, like max? Uh, maybe he got a new contract after he knocked out Volante, right? Maybe. I said, yeah, 20 and 20, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So he probably lost, what is that, $4,000? Yeah. Am I right? Four. It's a lot of money, you know? And you're only making 20. You're going to lose tomorrow. I think he loses. So I asked you about uh, Jordo Aarons. I think he'll get another fight for sure. Yeah, he has a four-five four deal. 
So yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He's got to win at least one of those fights to get another one after that. But yeah. like, he'll he'll get at least three fights, I would assume. Mm-hmm. The only other guy that missed weight, Hakeem Dewater. That was a little surprising too. Guy, yeah. I don't think he's missed weight. I don't believe. I, I wouldn't guess that that he wouldn't miss weight. No. I was surprised, and he's to get that. He got that that mean look on his face. Do the face. Do it. <laughs> Probably you guys are better at the be like. The, the funny thing is always like he's always looking like this. And one time the camera was filming him, and he didn't he didn't uh, notice. And he was like to his coaches, he was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And then he saw the camera. He was like, "That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I like Akeem. All right, that was Akeem. That's true. All right. Um, I think that's it. I mean, like we've 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 did enough. I think talking about this, uh, it's gonna yeah. be an amazing card. I can't believe it's tomorrow. It's gonna be great. Friday podcast was fun with you, Marcel. I enjoyed doing it. My guy. Tell everyone where they can find. Actually, let me get this last question, guys, because yeah, there sure. is a last question. I'm going to take this before we uh, get out of here. Do you think we'll see JLT on May to commit to 205? Yes, because he came in like what 216 today, I believe. I think yeah. Two some. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. Imagine UFC's in London this week. Commission canceled the car. They did the boxing. I mean, it could have been bad, right? Like if that wasn't you know their fault, but obviously the queen passed away. Anyways, Marcel, let's let's get out of here. Um, plug yourself. Let's go, buddy. Big Marcel 24 Twitter, Instagram, and mixed martial uh, Eurosport.nl. Mixed martial arts section. You guys can follow me on Twitter at, at Matter Martin, podcast Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it, guys. Join everyone coming in that emergency session today uh, to talk about UFC 279. Just an absolutely fucking crazy day. Just, uh, you know, really one of the craziest days in UFC history. In my opinion. Uh, I'm glad to be here with all you guys to, to share it and talk about it with you guys. But let's just hope for some amazing fights tomorrow. I mean, on paper, it's a really good card. I think it's an improved card. Somehow it got better. So, Let's just pray that all these fights do stay intact. No one, you know, gets sick overnight and we, we lose a fight. So, all right, guys, um, really uh, appreciate everyone joining us. We'll be back Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern for the next podcast. Peace.